This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'd like to tell everybody something. Okay. It's Friday. Are you so glad? <laughs> I'm Glenn the Geek, and it's Friday. And it's uh, Friday in Ocala, Florida, too. Uh, th- th- let's be honest. It doesn't matter that it's Friday. It matters you're off next week. You have a vacation. That's right. <laughs> I'm that Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. <laughs> and you're off and you're next list- week, too. <laughs> My week won't be as fun as yours. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 29th, episode 2445, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. Hey, Horse World. It's Friday. When I get off of work on Friday. Everybody's favorite day of the week on Horses in the Morning. What are you doing next week, by uh, the way? Well, we're doing some little day trips around here because, you know, going away just seemed like a pain in the butt. So we were trying to look for an Airbnb to stay at. A lot of them are not open. A lot of them are, are staying closed. Matter of fact, I was surprised how many said on them, we can't clean to their specifications, so we're just not opening. It was, huh. it was interesting to see that. Uh, and then the world's rioting, and, you know, it's just like, okay, well, we're just going to go do some day trips, and we're going to do some bike rides, and we're going to go to the beach one day. So we're just going to do things in Florida. I mean, we do have things to do here in Florida. It's There are things to do in Florida, <laughs> yes. There's plenty. We will not be going to the parks. I will tell you that. That's something Why we not? won't be doing. Well, the whole masks, you know, and, and everybody has to be... And, and I don't think you're going to get in. You you have to reserve tickets ahead. Oh, that kind of park. Yeah, I thought that you meant like a park. Like, no, 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 like Disney, Disney parks. Yeah, not doing that. No, <laughs> <clears throat> that just sounds like not a good time. Uh, but you know what's a good time today on the show is a good time. We have five-time Olympic vet Dr. Richard Mitchell is with us, and he's going to share what it's like to work at the Olympics as a veterinarian. And we have Aaron Kenworthy from Bates, and five-star eventer Ali Saxon joins us to talk about the Bates Helping Hand 2020 program. And we give away $500 in prizes thanks to horselovers.com. Today, we're giving them away today. And I got to tell you, people really wanted them because once again, we don't have to do anything for really Are bad ads. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I have about 10 recordings here for really bad ads. So we Yay. can just sit back and laugh. And you know, to be honest, on the day before vacation, that makes my day that they're helping us out. You are stir crazy. <laughs> I, really, I really am, to be honest. Well, we were up late last night doing the WTF show. And by the way, you have to be an auditor to get that one. But you can uh, find that on the auditor page. So, uh, yeah, and you're you're actually, you have the week off, too. Matter of fact, you're the one that started this whole week off thing. It wasn't my fault this time. I know. I know. I hope my dad's not listening, but it might be good if he is. Um, yeah, I'm going to go to Georgia and then down to Florida. I have to do some stuff to take care of my folks. Um, they're at an age now where somebody's got to start to manage some things uh, in their lives. But also, oh my God. wait a minute, wait a minute. You're the trustworthy one. Yes. Isn't that surprising? <laughs> of of the three That's children, <laughs> I'm the one who needs to do the work. <laughs> yeah. So I am going to, uh, this is kind of cool. Actually, Lucas's birthday is on Sunday and he's going to be seven. Happy? And- Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He needs a special one. Of okay, these. here we go. Uh, we, he needs a special birthday, Winnie. What? We can't avoid that. I can't find it. Where'd it go? Oh, there it is. Happy 
better than it's Chili's Winnie. Yes, Lucas is going to be seven. And Lucas, uh, as the only grandchild, majestically was born on my father's birthday. So my dad's birthday is also Sunday. And so we decided that we're going to hop in a plane and we're going to fly to Atlanta tomorrow, then drive out to Madison, Georgia, where my dad is on Sunday morning. And we're going to surprise him and we're giving, throwing him up. He knows about that. There's a party, but he does not know Lucas is showing up at the party. Ah. I'm going to paint a little more of the picture here for you. Talk to my father's wife the other day. And she's like, we've got everything ready. She goes, but I need to let you know something. Just so you know, your dad is currently wearing a heart monitor due to some stuff. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> and you want me to surprise him bringing his only grandbaby across the country and throwing him at the front door and then knocking on it and then having a big party? I was like, is this the best idea that we can come up with? Really? So I kind of hope he's listening well, then right now. Finish the party in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yay. Oh, he clutches his heart. My book. Uh, yeah. I'm like, this is the worst idea ever. Or they're going to be reading the heart rate monitor. And then be like Sunday morning, you spike. had a major spike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. So I've got to deal with that kind of stuff with my dad and then, uh, helping him out around his house and with his stuff. And then we're going to drive down. My older brother's driving us down to Florida to be with my mom. Mama and well, deal if we with head up that way first. on the coast. I know where your mama is. We'll wave, okay? Uh, we head up. I yeah, I wouldn't go <laughs> to Palatka, Florida, for any reason we ever. Go through Palatka when we go to St. Augustine, we drive right through Palatka. Keep going. <laughs> Just it's not a very big town. I hit think the accelerator. A, you know what? The one thing I think is in Palatka that we stop at all the time. I think there's an ice cream place. That we stop at in Palatka. I would need. I would need anything in Palatka. <laughs> no, I would just keep on going. There's a farmers market. That's pretty good. That's about it, though. I wouldn't do anything else there. They. I guarantee you, Palatka does not have a vegetarian restaurant. It's not the most vegan friendly location. No, it is not. But it's also not anything that you would. It's not a fine dining city where you're going to sit down and, you know, somebody's no. going to hand you a. No. no. You have to go to no. St. Augustine for that. There's a lot of nice dining in St. Augustine, actually. Yes, that's true. All right, let's do Daily Winnie's. I have two Daily Winnie's today. Well, I have a lot of happy birthdays because I looked at the entire week next week so I wouldn't miss any and get in mm-hmm. trouble again. So mm-hmm. we have a bunch of auditor birthdays. Marielle Jenquin. We have Lulu Clark. Kim Castile. Mogi Bearden Muller. Chantel Cray Mallison. Hi, Chantel. I've known Chantel longer than I've known any of you people. Uh, <laughs> Jane Hench and Desiree Johnson, including you. Chantel and I used to work together back in Bit of Britain days. That's probably 25 years and ago. And she still listens to you? She's she not thinking of you yet? That's crazy. She does still listen to us. She, she Happy likes birthday, you. y'all. She likes you. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> no. Now I have another one. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, for a cheerful toast and fill it, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Jamie and Chad. Not only was your son born on your dad's birthday, but apparently he was born on your anniversary. 
I swear, Glenn, when I decided to get married on May 29th, it was on Memorial Day. And I thought, oh my God, for the rest of my life, for every anniversary, we're going to have a three-day weekend somewhere near <laughs> where we, you know, like around our anniversary, there's going to be a three-day weekend. It's going to be Memorial Day weekend. So we're like forever going to get to go away. And then freaking the 31st, I had a baby. And now every Memorial Day weekend is designated child time. <laughs> Everything is how can we help, help his birthday? So tonight we have a babysitter who's, that's right, I'm that girl. The babysitter's getting here at five. <laughs> and I'm, I'm leaving. We're Ubering out to Oklahoma City. I've never been out to Oklahoma City, so Chad's taking me. all the me. time you lived there, you've never been to Oklahoma City? I mean, I've gone to the, the Costco and the Trader Joe's, but like... <laughs> Not ever been like Make out a reservation. To yeah. <laughs> Apparently Chad's handling the reservation. He handles everything. So you took away my daily Wendy too, because I was going to give oh, it to my oh, dear oh, sweet sorry. husband well, then for let's our just oh, let's just happy, anniversary. Anniversary. <laughs> happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> 10 years today, by the way, that's why it's, it's kind of a now. A is there, are, do you guys have the 25% seating capacity there? I don't know. At the restaurant. And is did he find a vegan restaurant in Oklahoma City? Because that's know. gotta be he another impossible thing in Oklahoma City. He won't tell me anything. Well, it's because he's got a little picnic planned with some you're not even allowed to have cheese. I don't know what he planned. Uh crackers <laughs> and, and I don't know what I would plan. I don't know. Here's a can of black beans. <laughs> yeah. That's what my mother in law feeds me. She's like, Here's a can of black yeah, beans. Yeah, because that's what we know about them. veganism, okay? Is that a word, veganism? Can I just tell you that I've been vegan for two weeks and I've already lost seven pounds? Boom! <laughs> hey, we're off next week. Uh, we have to get to our guest. But we're off next week. We're going to have a bunch of best ofs for you. So there will be shows. So if you're a new listener, you'll get to hear some of the old classics that we're bringing back. I picked some good ones, I think. Cool. Uh, and this weekend is the American Horse Publications uh, Awards. And we have two shows on the Horse Radio Network that are up for awards. We hope one of them wins. We have the Horse Nutrition Podcast, hosted by Lisa Waisaki, and Horsemanship Radio, hosted by Debbie Laux. So hopefully... Which, we by the some- way... The episode is me and Monty. Was it that episode? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's like doubly important to horses in the morning. <laughs> That's right. You know, I stopped smitting horses in the morning because we won so many times they won't give it to us anymore. Oh, so. we won once. Uh, no, I twice. think we won twice. <laughs> so remember, we Maybe. pissed Debbie off the second time. Uh, so yeah, I don't think they're you ever giving it to us again. Off. <laughs> <laughs> so I just stopped submitting because it costs like money to submit. And I was like, well, they're never going to give it to us. So... Uh, we'll just take our... I have a word here. I was meant to give it to you about seven, eight, nine years ago. So if you ever get by here, I'll give it to you. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, so where's my trophy? Yeah, I have it here somewhere. It's probably in the closet someplace. Yeah, Jamie and I are real good about awards, hanging them up and putting them out. I don't even know where they are. Oh, well. All right, let's call our first guest. Uh, kind of continuing on a little bit of an Olympic theme. Oops. Let's not do that. I think I just, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I hear you again. <laughs> that what was happened? my fault. I hit the wrong button. All right, let's try this again. Yeah, it's been an Olympic-themed week. Yes, and we, we have somebody who's been the veterinarian for the U.S. team for like the for five Olympics. I mean, I don't know how you get to do that. Well, we'll find out. I don't exactly know. Does he have, well, let's ask him. I don't know if he has the entire right to say, hey, your horse can't go, your horse... You know, I don't Good know. Questions for him. I don't know what they do exactly, other than maybe the team members come to him and say, what about this? But I don't know how much power they have. 
Hello? Hello there. Is this Richard? Yes, it is. Well, Dr. Mitchell, this is Glenn and Jamie, and you're live on Horses in the Morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you for calling. Well, we appreciate you being on. We were just talking about, you know, we, we know there's an Olympic vet, right? And I know you've been to, what, five? Six. Six, okay. So yeah. we yeah. know there, there's an Olympic vet, but what exactly are your powers and what do you do at an Olympics as, as the vet for the team? Well, it's a long and involved process. Uh, and I just to give a little history, um, I had the good fortune many years ago uh, actually back in the uh, 80s uh, to uh, begin to work for a number of people that had very high caliber uh, show jumpers and subsequently also uh, dressage horses. Um, and just through connections and being at competitions and so forth, I gained the experience necessary to become um, an FEI vet and then also just understanding the game, um, I was asked to uh, do a few international shows and subsequently in the early 90s uh, went to um, Barcelona as a team veterinarian, not the sole team veterinarian, but one of, actually there were three of us. And um, then from that point forward, uh, Atlanta, Sydney, uh, and on from there, um, I did not go to Athens, but subsequently uh, went to China and London and Bar and uh, Rio. But um, it uh, the job involves um, periodically checking in on your higher caliber horses uh, on behalf of the team. Uh, we do uh, periodic farm visits and so forth to check in on how things are going. Uh, advising people on concerns we might have relative to their horse's condition. But we leave most of the management of the individual horses to the veterinarian of record for that horse, um, you know, that might be associated with the trainer or the farm or, or, or whatever. But uh, in preparation for an Olympic Games, uh, it's up to me to make sure that uh, certain health requirements have been uh, met. Uh, that the horses are in fact in good shape, and in in that aspect, I will uh, conference with the uh, at home attending veterinarian and make sure that issues that we have perceived to exist uh, um, are met and uh, hopefully taken care of. And in, in addition to that, we're concerned about the you know health requirements for travel internationally and so we're making sure these horses have had proper immunizations that they're getting their blood tests on time and that those things are all taken care of uh prior well prior to travel so that we're prepared to go uh and um, many years and most years we do a lot of preparatory training and competing in europe so those things have to be organized before we ship off to europe uh, even though we might come back to the United States before then uh, subsequently embarking on a, a trip to, you know, Rio, for example, or as the horses would do next year, probably going to, to Japan. So um, I'm no longer involved as the team veterinarian, but, uh, you know, it uh, was quite an experience. I got to see the world and uh, lived in a lot of little tiny hotels out of my suitcase, but uh, it was it was an interesting um, 
uh, part of my life to say the least. And, uh, I was there when they were training and preparing for the games, um, uh, on a, on a regular basis so that I could observe the horses to make sure problem, if problems arose that I was able to take care of them, uh, straight away, whether it was medical or whether it was orthopedic or, or whatever. Do the, uh, athletes bring their own vets too? Let me rephrase that. Can they bring their own vets too, or do they really rely on the team vets? In the, in the, in the actual Olympic games, the team veterinarian has basically say so. Okay. Uh, and in most cases you will, the, the team veterinarian will have traveled with those horses enough that the trainers, uh, and, uh, attendant people have pretty much confidence in the fact that you know what's going on. Occasionally we will have a, uh, private veterinarian that will, uh, show up, uh, or that is brought along as a guest. But many of those events are quite restrictive about who who can come and who right. who can be in the compound, et cetera. So that that it, it generally generally speaking, the team veterinarian is the one that ends up with the responsibilities during the events and so forth, and is saddled with the decision making process along with the chef to keep uh, and and so forth. So. Dr. Mitchell, is there any, any particular Olympic games that really sticks out to you as, because you said you were living in a, your, uh, hotel room in a tiny suitcase and there's a lot of traveling, <laughs> any particular one that really sticks out to you as the most fun one you went to? I think the one that I went to that was actually the most fun and enjoyable was probably London, uh, because it was so impressive what they did with Greenwich park in order to make it a venue suitable for the Olympic Games. Even though we did not win a medal there, it was genuinely an interesting experience from the historical aspect and the phenomenal job that was done in creating a, a venue on a, on a historical site that uh, the horses actually were not allowed in most parts to even touch because it's uh, archaeological site. And uh, so they built the entire arena uh, above ground on pylons. And it was a phenomenal uh, engineering um, uh, uh, feat. feat that they mm -hmm. accomplished. And, and uh, it really, and, and they've gone on, that particular company has gone on to uh, pre prepare menus elsewhere in the world. And they've done very, very well. Uh, but, uh, that was pretty interesting. And then of course, you know, just the historical value of being in London was, was quite, uh, interesting and, you know, speaking, <laughs> and fortunately I spoke the language so <laughs> that, <always helps. laughs> that made it, you know, uh, Barcelona, Barcelona was a great venue because the other venues for basketball and track were not very far away. It was simply a matter of getting on the train and going across town in just a few minutes and watching a great track and field meet, uh, watching basketball. That was the year the dream team played, uh, back in the early nineties. Uh, so that was, that was pretty, that was a lot of fun as well, but I was a newbie on the block that year. So I was afraid to wander too far from home very often. So. <laughs> uh, that makes me wonder how I'm from Atlanta and were you a little yep. afraid to wander too far from home in Atlanta too, or was that when you felt <laughs> yeah, all right? Yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta was difficult. The only time I ever went into Atlanta was for the opening ceremonies. 
Otherwise, I was out at Conyers. Conyers, so yeah. It was, a, it was it was a little it was a little difficult at the time, and I don't think the transportation was quite as well organized. It was a great games, and the facility for the games was great, and we got lucky with the weather. It didn't get too hot, and uh, fortunately, uh, that worked out well because that was one of the major concerns about Atlanta was it, it was going to be hot. The biggest the the heat problem was Hong Kong because. The Beijing Games for the horses was uh, done in Hong Kong because at that point in time, if a horse entered mainland China, it stayed there. It could never leave. And so um, the uh, the Games were done at the fabulous racetrack that they have in Hong Kong. And uh, it was really set up well. And environmental conditions were everyone's major concern. And so there was an air-conditioned warm-up arena there were uh, ice misting, ice cold water misting fans to go immediately on the horses after they came out of the uh, competition arena. Uh, for the three-day horses, we were able to have ice ice water buckets uh, and cooling fans, uh, and able to get those horses right on fluids after the cross-country venue. And so we were able. I helped Dr. Furlong out with uh, the uh, the treatments on the horses after the cross-country. And uh, that was just another little interesting thing, helping out your colleague for another discipline. Uh, and so um, it was um, uh, that was an interesting venue in itself. But for me, London was the most enjoyable. Wow. And so, so the horses would come off cross country and you'd basically put a catheter in them and just start running fluids almost immediately. Very quickly, very quickly. Wow. Soon thereafter. Yeah. The first thing we would do with them is, uh, you know, get a rectal temperature on them. And many of them were 104, 105. And we would um, uh, get, you know, ice water baths right on them immediately, which helped cool them down profoundly and had no ill effects except to cool a very, very hot horse off. And uh, then, uh, you know, they'd get walked out a bit. And then as soon as they were somewhat normalized, of course, then we would get them in and give them IV fluids to start rehydration and so forth because of the of the heat. And that, that's pretty much standard, uh, right. standard fare for any hot climate after a, a grueling cross country. So you said something about, I, I think you kind of alluded to that you weren't going to do any Olympics anymore. Is that, or is that true? Or are you ready to take it on next year? If they, uh, Dr. Dr. Cricket Rosillo, who was a former associate of mine, and is now actually an associate at Virginia Equine Imaging with Dr. Ken Allen, who is also a past Olympic team veterinarian. Dr. Allen, yeah. Um, yeah, the, um, we, um, she is slated to go and it would be, I've told, I've made the team aware of the fact that if they ever needed me in an emergency, then sure, I'd step up and help them as I certainly know a lot of the horses that are in on the dressage team now because mm -hmm. that's what I dealt with the last three Olympic games that I did was dressage the first okay. three I did jumpers and the last three I did dressage and I you know I've offered my help if needed in an emergency but uh, otherwise six games is uh, that's that's a you lot you did good you did good <laughs> yeah that's a lot. <laughs> right, so I have a question too that I that I don't think I've ever heard anything about. I know that about team vets for the horses, do the, do the equestrian teams bring a team doctor or is that kind yes. of the Olympic uh, overall have doctors? 
No, well, there was a doctor that was designated to look after uh, things for the riders. And now uh, we even have a team physio who helps with, uh, you know, uh, muscle aches and pains and so forth and helps the riders out as far as, as, you know, getting, getting themselves in as good a shape as they possibly can. Gotcha. Okay. I wasn't sure if, yeah, I wasn't sure about that on the horse side, whether they had that. Horses are fine. The yeah. riders are all yeah, dead. They, <laughs> they also get hooked no, up to IVs we're, we're, and get a rectal when they come in. <laughs> yeah. Ice bath. Ice bath. Sit down. Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, was there, you had to be just like everybody else because you are the team vet. Did you get to watch the competitions and were you rooting as excited as everybody else? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you work with these horses, you work with these horses as long as you do to get to that point. And you certainly have, uh, you know, an emotional attachment to what you're doing. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and I mean, that's, that's mostly what drives you. Trust me. It's not, it's not financially driven. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you make some great, you know, they do pay you, but the pay is, uh, I could do far, far better just staying at home and working, but, um, the, the emotional attachment, seeing this, uh, the growing success of the team and so forth, um, that, that is the, the way we, uh, um, you know, get our reward, so to speak. Uh, and so it's, um, uh, I think, uh, getting to see the horses compete is important because then we're able to determine if the horses are, working up to the level we expect them to. And so if there are subtle issues that occur in the performance arena, if I'm there watching, then I have a, an understanding of what problems the rider may, might be encountering. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Mitchell, uh, you know, if you do go next year, we will certainly be looking for you. Uh, I think it's a little crazy. We don't have it this year. It's so strange, but that's the new normal, I guess, right now. It has been a pleasure having you on, and I hope we can have you back on and pick your brain a little bit more uh, soon. Sure. Happy to. Uh, really uh, nice talking to you, and it's kind of fun to uh, reflect on uh some of the experiences that um, I did get to have uh, in those six Olympic games. And your website is fairfieldequine.com and you can look It's Richard Mitchell. Thank you, Dr. Mitchell. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. So all three people we've had on this week have been to six Olympics. How crazy is that? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. But yeah, it's definitely not for money. It's for love. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, let's hear from our title sponsor for today, and that's Kentucky Performance Products. And then we're going to come back with some more guests here in a bit. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Spring is here, and so are pastures full of luscious green grass. Spring grass is high in vitamins, minerals, and sugar. Most horses have little problem adjusting to the changing sugar levels found in spring pasture, but for at-risk horses, grazing on sugary grass can lead to big problems such as colic or laminitis. 
By paying attention to daily temperatures and following a couple of simple rules, you can limit your horse's access to such sugar-laden grasses. In the spring and fall of the year, limit grazing or stop it completely when daytime temperatures are warm and nighttime temperatures are below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Under these conditions, the grass produces sugar during the day and it stores it in its leaves. At night, the plant transfers the stored up sugars to the roots and stems to fuel the growth. If the evening temperatures are cold, the grass will not make that transfer and all of the sugar will remain in the leaves where it is readily available to your horse. In the summer when days are sunny and nights are warm, it is safe to allow grazing in the early morning hours, but it should be restricted late in the afternoon or evening. This is because most of the sugar that was produced the previous day has been used for growth overnight. Therefore, the level of sugar in the leaves is low in the morning. But as the day progresses, the grass once again accumulates sugar in its leaves in preparation for nighttime growth. So later in the day, the more sugar-packed leaves become. Because grass is a great source of essential vitamin E, horses that are restricted from grazing, especially easy keepers and horses in hard work, may develop vitamin E deficiencies. Lack of vitamin E can result in sore, stiff muscles and neurological problems. Elevate Maintenance Powder from Kentucky Performance Products is an affordable way to provide your horse with the vitamin E missing from his diet. Each scoop provides 1,000 international units of natural vitamin E, and natural vitamin E is absorbed and retained in the tissues at a much greater rate than the synthetic vitamin E found in many feeds and supplements. Best of all, when you choose a Kentucky Performance Product Supplement, you get a 100% satisfaction guarantee. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. We are excited to bring you another educational series here on the Horse Radio Network. This time, we're going to talk about finances with certified financial planner Christina Kramlick of Chicory Wealth. As horse owners, finances are something that we are acutely aware of, and hopefully this series will help us better understand where we are and where we can go with our financial situation. Well, hi, Glenda Geek here, and I am with Christina, and we're back with part three of our Horse Radio Network financial series for horse people. And today we're going to be talking about the options for helping out family members in need, withdrawals from your retirement account, if you're lucky enough to be at that age, and is now a good time to invest some of the cash you have lying around in various accounts. So, Christina, this is a question we got from a listener, and I want to read it to you. We're newly retired, and we're doing okay through the pandemic, but one of our kids has lost their job. This has to be played out a million times across the country. I want to help him, but I also want to be fair to our other kids. We've never given out handouts, and we're not ready to give them an inheritance. We hope to pass that along someday, but I'd still like to help my son. Do you have any ideas for a solution on this? Absolutely, yes. And the good news is you can help out your son by issuing him what's called a family loan. This is a time when many people want to help family members, sometimes with significant amounts, say something over $10,000 or $15,000 for a single family member, or even double that for a couple. If you don't want to make a permanent gift of that size or deal with the gift taxes for larger gifts, 
larger than the uh, the the you know exclusionary amount uh, dictated by the IRS, which is fifteen thousand dollars. But you are willing and able to lend money. You can do that through a family loan. In order to do these, the IRS requires that you document them and that the paperwork have terms specified, like the date when they're to be repaid, as well as the interest rate applied. The really cool thing that not that many people realize is that the interest rate that you can apply on a family loan can be incredibly low, if that's, of course, your choice as the lender. This is a rate, and it's called the Applicable Federal Rate, or AFR. And it's the lowest rate the IRS is willing to have you lend to your family member and still be able to call it a loan, not a gift. Right now, for long-term loans of nine years or more, the government currently requires that rate to be at least 1.15%. That rate doesn't adjust. It's a fixed rate loan. For shorter-term loans that are three years or less, the interest rate could be as low as 025 so that's 20, what they call 25 basis points, a quarter of a percent. These rates are really, really low, and they can be a huge help for a borrower paying a mortgage, paying off student loans, buying a car, paying off credit card debt, what have you. Be aware, you can't lend for the down payment on a house because the banks aren't going to want two lenders on that loan, but you can lend for part of the monthly mortgage. Say, if your family member has lost their job and they just need help for a certain period of time paying the mortgage, you could do one of these loans. Of course, it's worth mentioning that family dynamics around loans and gifts and money in general can get messy. Sometimes in families, it can feel more prudent for everyone to lend money rather than make outright gifts. And these family loans can be a great way to lend at generous terms at a time when it can really help a family member who is in need at this moment. So be sure to work with an advisor or an accountant who can help you figure out the right solution for your family. Um, but this is a really good suggestion, I think, um, and one that not that many people realize is available. Okay, so here's another question that we got. Uh, I hear that you don't have to take withdrawals from my retirement accounts this year. Is that true? Because uh, she's asking, should I take it or skip it? Because, you know, it, it, there is a uh, requirement to take a certain amount out after you get a certain age, but she's hearing you know, this year may be an exception. It is an exception. Yes. The CARES Act uh, allowed people to skip taking the required minimum distributions from their retirement accounts this year, which can be a great thing because that money can continue to grow. So if you don't need the money, and you may not, because many Americans have cut back on their spending amid the current crisis, don't take it this year. Skipping the RMD means you will have more later. If you do need the money, I recommend taking it out little by little, perhaps every month or a quarter, to avoid selling at a low or at the bottom of a, of a correction. I do think things are going to be volatile for a while, but if you can wait out the volatility and have other sources of income to draw from this year, then I would definitely skip the RMD. Very good. And the last one that we have here is they say I've been sitting in cash since last year, which means they're probably sitting in a money market account that pays very little or savings account or something like that, or even uh, you know, any kind of bank account that doesn't pay a lot. And I missed out on the run up as well as the volat as all this volatility. Should I wait this out or jump into equities? So basically saying is now a good time to get started in equities. Right. 
If you had a crystal ball back in January or you've been sitting in cash for a long time, right now is, I'd say, a time to be cautious as you look for opportunities. But it's never a good idea to stick your head in the sand either. When you need the money is always kind of the driving factor. So if you're going to need to you know, pull the money out in three years, then I would be more cautious than if you can afford to let it ride for five to 10 years. All that said, there are pockets of, there are always pockets of opportunity. So if you're not comfortable sitting in cash, but you don't want to take on too much risk or, you know, feel like you're buying at a high moment right now, you could look at buying a set of laddered CDs. If you, you know, depending on your timeline and your risk tolerance, want to take on a little bit more risk. I do think we're going to continue to see growth and positive performance in domestic tech, healthcare, and consumer products over the next few years. So I'd look out for discipline management teams and companies that don't have a lot of debt on their balance sheets. And like we were discussing before, as it happens, the environmental social governance trends that have been gaining in popularity over the last few years have translated into resilience in this market. So, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that are well-priced. There's some that are overpriced. If you already own them, I wouldn't sell, but I wouldn't necessarily go, you know, buy everything, you know, blindly right now. Wait for a day when things are looking a little bit lower, you know, you can jump in. And if I want professional help and don't want to figure all this out myself because I don't have time uh, or the energy to do that, uh, I can come to you guys and how will you help me out? Well, we'd love to help you. We can help you on the investment side as well as financial planning and estate planning and uh, tax preparation, retirement, uh, all manner of financial planning and financial life planning issues. We'd love to work with you and we are available at www.chickerywealth.com. Thank you for joining us for our financial discussion today. These concepts are broad in nature and may or may not apply to you. The content is provided for informational purposes only. Please see your financial advisor or call Christina at chickerywealth.com to discuss your individual needs. That's chickerywealth.com. Well, next up, we are going to Australia, and uh, Aaron from Bates is staying up very late to talk to us. Bless her heart. I think it's like <laughs> one in the morning, to be honest. <laughs> so let's get Aaron on here. They have a really cool thing they're doing at Bates, and we wanted to talk to her and also a very special guest. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Glenn. How are you going? Good. Uh, you're. Thank you for staying up this late. It's like one in the morning, right? Uh, it's ten forty-five. Oh, it's not. You're, oh, it's not bad then. Oh, you were close, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. Let me get Allie on here. While uh, Jamie, you can introduce Allie. While I. Uh... All right. Well, Allie Saxon is, of course, uh, a five-star eventer. She's been to, I think, her rookie ride at uh, Rolex back when it was Rolex was in 2015 on Sparrow's Neo. And uh, she's just amazing. And it's going to be awesome to have Aaron and Allie both to tell us about Helping Hand 2020. And um, Bates Saddles is a big sponsor of my other uh, podcast, Aaron Retired Racehorse Radio. So we do appreciate that. We love Bates Saddles here on the Horse Radio Network. And uh, we, we're glad you guys can join us. And I think we have Allie here as well. Hi, Allie. 
Hi there, how are you? Good, thanks hey, for joining Allie. us. You're on with uh, Jamie and Glenn, and Aaron is here from Australia. Hi, Hi Aaron. Ali, <laughs> where in the world are you right now? I am sitting in the barn in Landenburg, PA, which is about five minutes from where Fair Hill is. Nice. Not a bad place to be. Let's start with, with Ali, since we've got you on and you're in the barn. Uh, tell us, I was just talking about, you know, you and your rookie ride in 2015 on Sparrows. Neo, how is Neo doing? He is good. He's very bored right now. He actually uh, dumped me yesterday when I went to get on him. So we know that he is feeling good and excited to get on with things here soon, hopefully. Oh my gosh. That's, if right, if that doesn't make y'all feel better. Let's take that in. Yeah, everybody can feel better about themselves now. <laughs> what, uh, what, uh, no. what are you guys doing? What's, uh, what is your barn doing right now? Um, well, things at least here in our area are starting to look to get back drawing here. So, um, my barn is, uh, lower level clients and we're talking about maybe doing something at the end of June at an unrecognized event, just to kind of get our feet wet again and get their, their horses out since most of them didn't even get to do any spring events before all this started. And I'm just kind of starting to look with Neo what to do. I know Great Meadows is thinking that they're going to be able to run their event. So that's kind of on my radar at the moment for competitions for him. So, Okay, cool. Well, do you have any other uh, up-and-comers that are, that are looking like they might have the career of Neo? Um, so I have. I actually just got off the track thoroughbred a couple of weeks ago that I'm quite excited about um kind of you know you get on a horse and you're like oh this is nice and I got on him and I I'm excited to kind of get him going he's just got a great brain he's big of course he's a gray I guess I should just invest in the blue stock or something um <laughs> you do have a but, type. Uh, so I'm, yes I do I guess so I have him and then um one of my good friends that breathes horses for me she's sending me a three-year-old here shortly um who is a Connemara Irish sport horse thoroughbred but he's only three, so he'll he'll just kind of come and learn to be a horse for a first year or two while he's with me. So that's exciting. And then I just got a couple of training board client horses that I'm working with. Um, but with with the the two year old running around, and I don't currently have any working students. It's kind of all me. So I try to keep the numbers down so I can actually get through all my horses every day. <laughs> I got to tell you, Ellie, I was looking at your Facebook page and my son is seven on Sunday and he had the rock and rider pony, just like your daughter. <laughs> yeah, she has rock and rider pony. She has a hundred rocking horses. She just recently, our neighbors gave us their old little gator that they had for their grandson. So she's now running around on that. So she, she wants for nothing, that's for sure. And she has had a blast because daddy's been around and, you know, we're always at the farm, which are my parents' farm. So she, she's having a blast with all this quarantine. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. The rock and rider pony, the wheels come off and I would take it to all the horse trials and my son would just sit in the trailer and ride his pony while I was doing all my <laughs> stuff. So perfect. Uh, they do travel very well. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit to Aaron about, the, you know, what's happening with Bates. First of all, again, thank you for staying up so late. Uh, 10.45 <laughs> p.m. is way past my bedtime, so we appreciate it. Uh, so tell us what is happening with Helping Hand 2020. 
Yeah, well, obviously the world's in a little bit of turmoil right now. There's a lot going on and everybody's a little bit all over the place. Um, and we've been working really closely with a number of our elite sponsored riders around the world. And we wanted to put together something to give back to those people. You know, we've had stories from young girls working at checkouts, copying, you know, a bit of language and <laughs> that they wouldn't normally like. And we've had people talking about volunteering, helping elderly walking dogs mucking out paddocks and I think the equestrian community is just so resilient and um you know we are really such a community that we wanted to be able to do something to give back and we have this amazing amazing um pool of sponsored riders around the world and we have managed to wrangle 11 of them who have all in some way been involved in an olympic games or a number of five-star competitions who have all donated, including Ali, their time for a virtual lesson or a review of a video or, you know, anything they can do from wherever they are in the world to to give back and to help someone out, a lucky winner out. Yeah, this is going to be amazing. How do, how do people get involved? What do they have to do to enter? So it's really simple. On the Bait Saddles website, just head to the homepage, baitsaddles.com, and there's a a uh, big montage of rider images and a big enter here button on the, the middle of the homepage. And it's a pretty simple form to fill out. Uh, you get to sort of pick the prizes or the riders that you'd be most interested in. There's also three bait saddles up for grabs if it's not uh, advice you're interested in, if you'd like a new bait saddle. So there's, there's plenty of prizes all around. And I think it's worth mentioning, um, just August last year, Bait Saddles became the official saddle of the United States Eventing Association. So it's definitely worth wow. taking a peek at those Bait Saddles on the list too because they, they are the saddles of champions of the 11 elite riders on this list and, and many others. So I, I am it's, it's I'm in exciting. love with the Advanta. Which one do you ride in, Allie? I ride in the Advanta. Uh, for jumping, I I'm also in love with it and uh, can't get can't get me out of it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the things that are included on this are, are you get to have virtual lessons and submit videos to to have Ali and Prue and Craig Barrett and then Haley Beresford, Sarah Bullmore as uh, just a, an amazing list. Stuart Tinney and and get Gemma. Oh my gosh, it's an amazing list of people that you can get some help from when none of us are able to go to clinics, you can have a phone call with Shane Rose. It's just such a cool thing that you guys are doing. And again, you just go to baitsaddles.com to register. And um, can I ask? Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask? So what are you looking for, Aaron? What are you looking for people to to write in? So in a way, it'll be a little selected at random because there are so many different prizes to go through. Um, But really what we want to hear from is Firstly, what have they been doing? You know, we've had some incredible stories, most of which we're starting to post on the Bates Facebook page. There's been people from all walks of life, frontline um, healthcare workers, frontline workers in supermarkets, people just going above and beyond, and even a lot of really sweet kids writing in and wanting to uh, put forward their parent or their coach who's been going above and beyond or perhaps works as a doctor. So people are putting in a story about someone who really deserves it most, either themselves or someone else. And then also just so that we can try and match up the right winner with the right prize. There's a little section um, just to say what you'd be hoping to achieve with an elite rider. 
And on that page, you'll also see a video from each of the amazing writers who have donated their time saying what they can offer and maybe what their specialty is. And if you think we've got writers in there like the Richardsons and Shane Rose who run racehorse stables and are used to looking after, you know, hundreds of horses. We've got eventers, Olympians. We've got uh, the likes of Heath and Rosie Ryan, who uh, Boyd Martin used to be at their property in <laughs> Australia. So there's a really long list of varied people, whether it's stable care or tricky ponies, as Ali's even pointed out, or whether you're looking to go up the levels. There's sort of something for everybody in this amazing list of really lovely people who are so very accomplished. Pretty much go to baitsaddles.com and you can become Boyd Martin. That's what I just heard. <laughs> I just watched Allie's video, and and she's giving a lesson on how to how to get gray horses sparkling. That's what. <laughs> that is that is probably something she's very good at. Do your grooms cuss you, Allie, when when you bring home another gray horse, or are you the groom? Uh, well, yeah, I end up being the groom a lot of times. A lot of times my younger Pony Club students like to come and groom for me. But, you know, they don't realize what they're signing up for. <laughs> we joke. We joke. We count how many baths happen at, like, a long-format event. And it's a lot. It's a lot of yeah. baths. Especially when it's, like, fair hill weather and it's cold and raining. It's a lot of really cold baths. <laughs> I got, and, Aaron, I'm glad you're doing this. You know, we had... We had a listener week where we had, I think, eight listeners on in one week, and Jamie, half of them had to be nurses or work yeah, in the medical yeah. community or work in labs. They were A lot of our listeners are in the med- – for some reason, they listen to us. I'm not quite sure why. They're very smart, and they have, like, doctorates <laughs> and stuff. Um, I, we don't get it, but they listen, and, you know, they're out there doing the work right now. So I'm really – I'm really glad you're doing this. That's it. And we really need those people. You know, we need the people working 50 hours a week stocking toilet paper and we need the people in our hospitals. So yeah. there's all sorts of local heroes and I really encourage everybody to apply. It's not just healthcare workers that are really on the front line. There's there's people everywhere. And this is there's a lot the of first responders too, right? out there. Wherever you are. Yeah, well, yeah. Off, yeah worldwide. Most countries. Uh, there's, a, there's a list on the website, but certainly okay. the United States is part of it. Got it, because we have listeners all over the world. So, Aaron, it's always been a pleasure dealing, you know, dealing with you guys and talking to you. I, you, you know, I miss seeing you. We usually see you once a year. <laughs> That's not. That's happening. it. We'll see you soon, hopefully, <laughs> when we can get back on a plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what? The uh, trade shows are all going to be in one place in January, so maybe we'll see you there. We'll see you in Dallas. Uh, That's that, it. I hope so. That'd be fun. And uh, I hope you get out to ride in your gray sometime soon. <laughs> Me too. He's gonna do some dressage today. It's payback for yesterday. So. <laughs> Punishment is dressage. Uh, be careful getting on there, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. And again, yes, I want to reiterate. Thank you to everybody who's made sacrifices during this time. It's it's not been easy, and we've all been affected in different ways. So. Hopefully the lights have been the tunnel and everybody's staying healthy and we can get back to riding our ponies and having fun here soon. Awesome, Allie. Thank you. And thank you, Aaron. You guys, good luck. Uh, Batessaddles.com is where you can go and you can check out all their gorgeous saddles. It's an amazing line. And again, thank you for sponsoring Retired Racehorse Radio Bates. We're super happy to have you guys on, Aaron. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jen and Glenn. See you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Good night, Aaron. Good night. <laughs> Go to bed, Aaron. <laughs> They're super nice. And Aaron's the sweetest person, and I love her accent. I could listen to her talk all day. 
Yeah. We spent a lot of time together at the week that was not so busy during World Equestrian Games. So I would go over and hang out in their booth because they were very busy and it was uh, all of us just waiting for a hurricane to show up. So uh, we got to spend a lot of time with them. It was fun. Well, let's, uh, let's, how about we give away some prizes? What do you say? Oh my God, I'm ready. Are you serious? Are pay we doing it before? I say, pay attention. If yeah, you let's ain't give, met let's one give away some prizes. I'm you're feeling bound like to it. sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It is time for really bad ads. That time of the week when we, well, today we don't we don't read anything. The listeners have all done it for us. Uh, but when uh, we take a look at some bad ads that were submitted to either Facebook or Craigslist, and we just have a little fun with them. And today we just get to listen and have a good time. Uh, because why does everybody record their own entries, Glenn? They get double the entries, and apparently this particular batch of prizes that HorseLovers.com was so gracious to provide this month it's been very popular because we've never had this many submitted ads never it's amazing Uh, well so uh you get double the entries and what we're going to do let me get the spreadsheet up why don't you tell us about the first prize that we're going to give away okay it's the rambo flybuster vamoose and this is one of those basically nose to tail fly sheets it goes under the belly all the way up the neck to the halter it is just awesome I mean, a horse can, if you put fly boots on nothing and a fly mask on, nothing's touching your horse. So it is really, really, really all inclusive and covers the whole horse. I think it's probably Rambo's um, most thorough and best one. And it's like a $200 value. So horse lovers is just giving it away. That's right. You're going to get one of these. So pick a number, Jamie, between one and 253. Lucas, come here. Come here, come here. (laughs) We'll get Lucas to help. I need your help. I need you to pick a number between what? One and two. One, one and two hundred and fifty-three. Between one and two hundred and fifty-three, and say it into the microphone. Any number. Any number. Two hundred fifty. Okay, two hundred and fifty. Lucas has issued the edict, and it is Juliana, Juliana from Alabama. Oh, right. Who submits all the time. So I'm I'm really glad she won. She submits all the time. She probably has a lot of entries in here. (laughs) So thank you, Juliana. I don't get to win. All right. So just ask if I won too. And I I don't get to win these prizes, dude. It's part of this whole fun thing about being the host. (laughs) And and by the way, Juliana uh, (laughs) submitted one today. So we'll have one from her later. All right. The next prize is C4 belts. And this is a C4 belt package. We we all remember seeing them first when they showed up at Rolex all those years ago and became so popular. You're going to get a printed belt uh, with a matte buckle. You're going to get a solid belt with a matte buckle, two engraved buckles, and two pairs of C4 socks. This is a $100 value for all that package. You all know what C4 is. They're so popular now. You see them in all the tax shops. Uh, Jennifer wears hers all the time. By the way, hers is bright yellow with a blue buckle. So um, and they do make a statement when you wear them, that's for sure. And we're going to give that away to a person. Uh, so this is number between 1 and 253. Okay, 1 and 253. 253. 
Okay. He's stuck at the high end here. Stuck at the high end, yep. Yep. Uh, so that winner is Claire Asan. Didn't she just have a birthday? Claire. Well, look at that. Happy birthday, Claire. <laughs> Happy birthday, Claire. I think she had a birthday earlier in the week. So uh, congratulations, Claire. You are now going to be fully outfitted in belts. You're not going to have to worry about that. Your pants will not be falling down. Oh, and nice. the big prize of the, the day. The grand prize. What number are you going to take me? Are you thinking about it? Okay, the next one is the back on track mesh sheet in the color black. I own this. I love this. It is the uh, the sheet that the fibers are all laid in like interwoven with ceramic. So it, I remember Bo telling us, put it on before you ride your horse. It'll warm them up for you almost. Get those muscles loose and warm. It has therapeutic effects. It's just an all around awesome something to have in your barn. And um, we're going to pick a $250 value. Yes. Yes. It, yes it <laughs> and thanks to horselovers.com for providing this as well. By the way, they have them on sale right now. If you want to go, if you don't win one and want to go get it for $199. So uh, that's you very seldom see these marked down. So if you don't win, you can buy it because it's like it's free. It's like it's free. That is correct. So what number? What number, buddy? Between one and 253. 100. No, tell them you got to say it in the microphone. 150. 150. Thank you, Lucas. So number 150 on the spreadsheet says Heather Weimer. So congratulations, Heather. That's a big prize. Good job. Oh, Good Heather, job, Heather, you win. So we have Juliana, Claire, and Heather. Yay. Way congratulations to, go, ladies. to you all. And what will happen is we'll contact horse lovers with the winners, and they will write to you directly to get sizes and things like that. So uh, you'll be hearing from horse lovers in the next week or two. Thank you for all of you for submitting uh, your entries. Do you want to hear some of them? Yeah, Lucas just asked me, he's like, do you know Heather? And I said, no, I don't. He goes, well, why are you clapping then? I'm like, because she won the big prize. Guess who's first up here, too, with their entry? Who? Hi, this is Heather calling in with a really bad ad. I found this one on Craigslist in Pasco, Washington for a miniature Colt $600. Yearly miniature horse stud Colt. One year old, not gelded. Mom was 38 inches and dad was 34 inches. He has been halter broke and handled, but every time he acts like it's the first time. He has had his feet trimmed. He is up to date on vaccinations and he lists it lists then when he was vaccinated and when he was dewormed. Now, um, I don't know if it counts as halter breaking if the training really didn't stick. Basically, it sounds like they have a miniature horse that they can't train and they don't want to pay to gild him. So for $600, he could be yours. <laughs> the untrained mini. How many of those have we had over the years? $600 for a wild, uncastrated mini. Yep. What a deal. <laughs> well, let's go to one of our other winners here. Hey, y'all. It's Juliana from Alabama coming at you with another really bad ad from right here. And that's right. You guessed it. Alabama. <laughs> we have a female pony mayor horse. <laughs> In case you didn't know that a mayor was a female and a pony was a type of horse, I guess. I don't know. But it's a picture of a really cute little pony with a really cute little baby pony right next to it. So female pony mayor horse baby is sold. 
But it is possible that this pony is bred back to a Perlino stallion. Broke to ride. Y'all, this pony is pretty small. I don't even think you'd put a child on it, but whatever. We'll be ready to go by the end of the month. Text only and thank you. $500 firm. So you might get a two for one for $500 firm if you contact this woman about a female pony, mayor, horse. Anywho, hope you guys are having a great day and staying safe. Love you. Mean it. Oh, you're now having a good day, Juliana. You really are. <laughs> Love you, mean it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. This is so weird. Hello, this is Kaylin from Iowa, and I have a Craigslist ad from Southwest Missouri titled Overo Paint Horse, a very well-mannered kid broke horse, $3,500. Now, this ad doesn't have hardly any punctuation, so bear with me. This five-half-old is broke to ride. My daughter rides this horse, this horse that is broke and rain broke, kid broke, most friendest horse and is great with kids and adults. Listens, good, not spooky. This horse is a rare fine, is all white and has a black round hat on its upper forehead and its ears inside are black. This horse is a wonderful horse. This horse can be a beginner's horse to a exports horse. It's a mare five to six years old. First come, first we'll get this beautiful, well-trained horse. Mare. $3,500. That's a great price for this horse being so well-trained. We'll only sell to a good home. This horse is 14.7 hands tall. This <laughs> horse is called a medicine hat because it's all white besides its ears and forehead. Can deliver for a fee. Cash only. No scammers, no PayPal, no checks. We'll deliver for a fee. Call and come see and ride. Thank you. Please call. But there's no number to call, so I don't know. It's a pretty cute horse. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. A week later, this lady was going, why didn't we get any calls? I, I don't know why. That's so strange. <laughs> why didn't we get any calls for that 14.7 hand horse? <laughs> Which translating is 15.3, by the way. Just Yeah, that's that pretty much uh, what they, this little uh, Craigslist rescue Gus that I got. Um, they said he was 17 hands. And I think that one of our listeners pointed out that that means he's like 14.8. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who's up next? 1412. Hey, this is Scott from Virginia. <laughs> and this bad ad Hi, was shared from Facebook to auditors, and I just had to read it. It reads, available to any home that isn't mine. Does he buck? Yep. Does he kick? Definitely. Does he rear? Wouldn't put it past him. Does he bite? Nope. Only reason he's still alive. Is he rideable? <laughs> I don't hate my children enough to find out. His coat is stained with the blood of his enemies. The spots on his skin are where the pure evil is seeping out. He turns every beast, large or small, into a soldier for his army of feral animals. He came to me when I needed him most, as a companion to the only other livestock animal we had at the time. A companion he is no longer, as we've acquired a few others over the years. They say if you know a demon by its name, you command it. Not true. We know his name is a guppy, and it has not helped with any exorcism we've attempted over the three years we've had him. He was allegedly a therapy pony in his heyday, but the condition we received him in says otherwise. He was malnourished, unmaintenanced, could not have possibly ever seen a dentist as his upper sevens were so long they invaded his lower gums, preventing his lower sevens from even being present. And I'm sure I know why. I'm of the opinion he has full-blown Cushing's, as he often has wool instead of a coat. So we showered him with love, read, food, clipped him routinely to keep him comfortable, similar to wrestling a bear, Ensured he's trimmed every six weeks without fail. I'm not sure how my farrier hasn't fired me yet as I waste at least three trims trying to catch little S. 
I'm the only one in my family that can catch him, and Mommy's list of things apparently only Mommy can do has reached its max. I'm out of time, out of patience, out of room. He's been in his current body for 23 plus years, but there's no telling how many other vessels he's possessed over the centuries. He might be blind in the right eye, likely the only reason I can ever sneak up on him, but let's be honest, you don't catch the gup, he catches you when he's ready. He's not for sale, he's free. But not free of the consequences of your choice to take him, and he's not free to return. Seriously, someone come get this thing. <laughs> we can all picture that one too, can't you? You just picture it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I get lulled into like a sense of like trust hearing Scott read an, an ad that it almost he almost makes ads sound normal. <laughs> he does have that voice, doesn't he? That calming I'm like, voice. The coat is stained with the blood of his enemies. I'm like, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we have if you to know read the a, next if one. If you know a demon's name, you control it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that sure. sounds right. Yeah, that's right. Whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have to do the next one ourselves. What 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 people? You're making us do one. Um, it's a trailer. Uh, it's it's the typical uh, two horse round fronted trailer, which apparently is the only trailer they must have made in the sixties and seventies, because that's the only trailer we ever see here uh, in the bad ads, is this trailer. And it looks like they took, look at the front where the hitch thing is. Uh, it looks like they took sheeting off the, the uh, roof of the barn and covered up the rust with the sheeting <gasps> of the roof of the barn around the front of the trailer. And they missed no, some spots. No, man, they went to Home Depot. They're like, y'all got any tin? All right, we're going to wrap some tin <laughs> around the front of this trailer. <laughs> and they missed a lot of the rusty spots or the rust that happened at those spots happened after they did the repairs. I'm not what sure. What the heck is on the wheel well? It's some sort of like worm farm or something. Gross. Oh, you're like right. Or dead it's a bugs. Great and... big, huge. It could be a huge bee's nest. Yeah, it could be. Oh, this I'm is... not going near that thing. <laughs> by the way, this is in Central Florida. It was sent by Elizabeth. It's a project trailer. Yeah, no kidding. It needs work. No, you will not be able to pull it home. You'll need a trailer to haul your trailer. <laughs> Tongue is bent. Five hundred dollars. Look at the, tra the, the if the trailer is up. pointing north, the 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 hitch is pointing west. <laughs> if the post is up, yes, I still have it. Well, guess Shock. what? The post is still up, and uh, they still have it. And uh, you're not hauling this anywhere. This is scrap. They should be paying people five hundred dollars to take this away. Uh, That's way amazing. overpriced. All right, Tara, who is host of the fox hunting episode here on Horses in the Morning, sent this one in. This is Tara in Texas, and I have a, it's a more funny than bad ad from the Texas Sport Horse Showcase uh, on Facebook. Went ahead and got my husband the horse he never asked for. The <laughs> perfect husband horse, I might add. And oh, yeah. a month later, I realized he really meant it when he said he never wanted to ride. So, anyone looking... I'm going to stop that there. Why do y'all not believe us when we say that? <laughs> because we're pretty sure... Okay, do you want the honest truth? Yeah, okay. On why we don't believe you? Yeah, why? We don't care <laughs> what you want. Because we want the horse. And the way that we can get away with buying the horse is to say it's for you. But we know it's really for us. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, and for all the newlyweds out there, we really don't want the horse. 
Just it doesn't it. matter. If you want the horse, honey, you get it for yourself and you lie to him and tell him it's for him. That's what we do. All Get right. used to it, husbands. All right, Tara, tell us what happened in the end. I can guess. Looking for a big-boned, solid citizen babysitter? 12-year-old Clydesdale Mare come from Greenwich, Connecticut area, where she used to babysit an older retired couple for causal trail rides and barn loving. She's lovely, easygoing, can't say enough about her temperament. She'd probably climb in your lap for a nap if she could fit. Unflappable, absolutely idiot novice can walk, stop, steer in a 10-acre field with no issues. My six-year-old hops on her off the fence with no bridle and wanders around. Since the hubs hasn't ever ridden her more than once, my kids and I ride her bareback double every night, dusk to dark. Message me for details, questions, anything. Nitty-gritty details. UTD shots slash Coggins. Feet trimmed three weeks ago. Lives out in a group of seven and is low lady on the totem pole. Is bossed by small ponies. Great body condition on light grain and 24-7 access to Coastal Round Bale. 7500 is located in Keller, Texas. Someone can make a great Father's Day happen. I just thought it was funny that this lady went and bought her husband a horse when he clearly didn't want one. Yeah, Bye. You can buy me a Clydesdale and I'll keep it. <laughs> yeah, right? Like a, why is she selling one. this horse? It's the perfect horse. She's going to break these kids' hearts. They're riding it bareback every night into the sunset. I know. I actually saw that ad and I really want it. Like, I would like that horse. I want to have that horse. I mean, I can just picture it's probably a great horse. All right, Lisa sent this one in. Hey, guys. Auditor Lisa here with a very bad ad from Craigslist. This is out of Cottageville, West Virginia. The title is Purebred Thoroughbred Mare for $1,000. It has no punctuation, what? so bear with me here. Was that a cat or a horse? Wait, start that over. What on earth? She's got a pet pig. Yeah, it did sound like a pet. All right, let's start over. I got to hear what that was. Hey, guys. Auditor Lisa here with a very bad ad from Craigslist. This is out of Cottageville, West Virginia. The title is Purebred Thoroughbred Mare for $1,000. It did sound like a pig. (laughs) I got it. Let's see if she explains or if she just plays it on. You know, like, let's see. It has no punctuation, so bear with me here. She is a nine-year-old female that has her papers with her. She is sweet and always comes up wanting treats. Have not ridden her in a while, but she needs a experienced rider. She stands for farrier and will walk on a leash. If interested, call me. Only people that are truly interested call me or prefer her not to be emailed. Whew. She walks on a leash. Well, she has that going for her. Okay, Lisa, was that a dog or a pig what? or a horse? What was on in the back? Earth, Lisa? <laughs> we don't should care about we, the ad. What was in the back? <laughs> should we call somebody for you? Are you being digested <laughs> while you're doing this? Like, what is happening? Oh, my God. That was on. We never, we don't listen to these before we play them, just no. so y'all know. Oh, my gosh. That was great. Lisa, please, are you safe? Let us know. <laughs> All right. I have one more. Carrie's was so quiet, we couldn't hear it real well, so I couldn't play it. And then there was one other one that had a lot of background noise. I couldn't play that. So we have one more, and this is Hannah's. Okay, I'm going to try to do this ad justice, but it is all caps. There's more punctuation than I ever want to see again in my life ever. And <laughs> there's a lot of misspelling. So here goes. MFT registered Gelton, $2,580 in Fountain Run, Kentucky. Registered Missouri Fox Trotton Gelton. He goes by Charlie. Registered name is Travelers Charlie Brown. Just turned 14 years this month. Perfect size, 
comma, comma, 15 hands, comma, comma, and built very stocky like a quarter horse, period, period. He is a very easy keeper, comma, comma, stands for you to get on and off, ties, clipes, and baits, puts his foot in the farrier's hand. He is an incredible flat foot walk, comma, comma, foxtrot is very smooth also, period, period. He is easy to catch, comma, comma, space, comma, loves attention. His vax will be due in June, comma, comma, and Kogan's is good until then also. He is prob best suited for a confident rider, comma, comma, just because he likes to go, period, space, period. It's controllable, comma, comma, he will go out alone or in a group, period, period. Can't say enough about this amazing horse, period, period, period. Amazing personality, period, exclamation point, exclamation point. Good home, a must, apostrophe, 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 period, period, period. <laughs> Registered MFT Gelden are hard to come by, period, period, period. He is a nice horse, period, period, period. This horse could be a field trial horse, comma, period, period, or a cowboy mountain shooting horse, period, exclamation point. That is his next job here. School starts just as soon as the arena is dry. Period, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. He is easy to tack up, comma, comma, puts his head in the bridle, neck reins like a reining horse, comma, comma, and works off. Training will start up just as soon as the weather gets a little nice and price will go up, period, 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 exclamation point. Come and see this nice horse. Ten stars. Update. I cannot get a video to download. I have a quotation mark. Mac computer apostrophe period period exclamation point and it just won't work (laughs) with sending a video. If anyone wants more pics of this wonderful horse, please email me period period period. Update number two. (laughs) I am sure if I had a video of this horse comma comma he would be sold by now period period. He is worth the road trip comma comma co him and see him period period period. I wonder. I will not go see a horse if you do not have a video because, oh my God, how many times have y'all driven out to see a horse and it's limping? It is too easy to take a video. Take it with your phone. You don't need to upload it on your Mac computer. Uh, anyway, that was a side note. That Hannah, well that read, was very well read. <laughs> yeah. Comma, comma, with space, this, exclamation With the uh, Kentucky point. accent was just perfect. Oh, <laughs> Hannah. Perfect. You're a champion. <laughs> that was a long one, comma, comma. Well, uh, we need before... <laughs> I'm going to be thinking that all day, space, space, period. Uh, period uh, auditors, period. hang on. We'll, comma, we'll chat comma. with you for a minute or two, and then we're getting out of here for vacation. But before we go, how was Zeus? Everybody's going to want to know that's not an auditor, so... You know, I, I, what I, what I, what I'm thinking is happening is, you know, he wears a muzzle and I bring him in every day and take the muzzle off and he stays up for, you know, six, six hours. And then I put the muzzle back on, put him out. I don't think he's drinking enough with the muzzle on. And so I'm going, and I've. Yeah. And I've turned him out into the field so he can run around with the horses. And I think that he needs to go back into his little Zeus prison until maybe the winter, because there's not a lot of grass in the Zeus prison, Um, which prison is a a double stall with an attached paddock. So uh, I think that's what's happening. He seems he kind of comes and goes with how much he's pooping. And so I really, I think today he's getting moved back into Zeus prison. Um, it's, it's a nice like prison. Scooter prison in his dry lot. 
Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's basically a draw, you know, so I'm just, I'm doing the best I can with him, but it's pretty frustrating, but I'm going to leave town for a while. So I'm just going to give him a round bale and uh, water. (laughs) And whoever takes care of the farm here, good luck. Here you go. It's Chad. Chad's not coming with me. So (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I can ask Chad to bring Zeus up for a couple hours, take his muzzle off, rub his nose, give him a little massage, and then put his muzzle back on uh, and turn him out. Round bale's probably a good idea. <laughs> yep. Hey, Chad, That's look out there with. and make sure there's some new poop every day. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to get that. Who are you kidding? <laughs> um, we're going to do FaceTime calls so I can see him oh, with yeah. my own eyes and <laughs> make sure he's not stretching yeah, out or point, pawing. Point or toward the ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. We'll have some best stuff for you next week, and then we'll be back the week after. Enjoy your week. Be safe, everybody. And uh, hang on, auditors. All right. Spay, neuter, geld. All right, we're out. Well, you have a terrific week, auditors. Uh, we hope that uh, you have some fun. I, you know, it was so funny. We were talking to Nikki. Helene and I were talking to Nikki after the show last night, after the uh, the WTF episode. And uh, she's like, I hate when you guys go away. <laughs> I hate when you go away. Nikki you know, said that? shows to listen to, yeah. Uh, and I get it. I mean, I have podcasts I listen to that when they take a week off, it's like, oh, what's wrong with those people? Yeah. Uh, you know what? We need a break too. So, uh so we're going to do that. Uh you're going to have you're going to have the joy. Is this going to be your first flight since the whole quarantine thing? Um your mine. Experience yes. at the airport. Yeah. It will be. I'm interested to see and I'm so glad that our listener Mary sent me masks cuz we're going to wear our mask and the well, uh, airport now, right? The, I don't know. The, I think most airlines are requiring it now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm, I, I don't know what it's like. I, you know, Chad, just he, he goes in the cockpit and they wear masks and then when they get in the cockpit, they take them off, I think. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know what it's going to look like. And Does, I know that did they issue official looking American Airlines masks for the pilots. Have little... He said they provided them. I don't think they're stamped with the logo. Uh, yeah. Does it have little, little uh, air wings like pilot wings on them? Yeah, you, know. you attach the, your pilot wings to your mask, mask. you know, <laughs> talk through that. Yeah, no, I don't know what it's going to look like. See, typically we fly uh, standby and you can look at how many open seats there are, if there are and on the flight you want, you choose the flight. Well, right now they're only doing, they're, they're taking a certain, only a ca- certain capacity. So even though it says there's 50 seats open, that might be all the ones that they're leaving open. So I don't know whether I'll get to Georgia or not. We'll find out. It <laughs> should be Road fun. trip. Oh God, no. How long would that be? Days. I don't, I don't <laughs> care to find out. <laughs> that cute little car of yours. You could, you and your son could have a 24 hour road trip. How enjoyable would that be? That's a comfortable ride right there. <laughs> Is it comfortable, by the way, your little, your bug? I mean, I wouldn't want to drive across the country with it. Yeah, those seats, for some reason, I don't know why, but they never improve the seats all that much. It's, it's I, crazy. You, you will not find me saying anything negative about my car. I love it so much. <laughs> Would I want you to, take like, a, I mean, no, you'd get great gas mileage. Oh, my God, I get 40 miles to the gallon. Do you fill thing. it up, like, once a month? <laughs> I forget to fill. I forget. 
that I need. And then it, you have to find diesel. And I'm like, crap. Oh, I forgot diesel. it's diesel too. Yeah. yeah. And that. stick shift. I mean, we're Do talking. They even I, make them in gas. I guess. They yeah. Must. Yeah. They barely make them in diesel. So I'm, I have a pretty rare one, apparently. Oh, I Six forgot it's a speed. stick too. You're like one of the only last people in the country driving a stick. I love my car. <laughs> Little black beetle convertible for those who don't know. I got it for my birthday because Chad forgot my birthday the year before. Does Lucas <laughs> get to sit in the front yet? No. Uh, how, what age do they have to be to sit in the front? Like 12. Really? Yeah. God, do you remember back in the day, we would we had a van. We always had the great big bands because there were so many kids. And they would take the back seats out and we would sit back there on lawn chairs. When, oh. we, when we go to concerts, we would sit back there on lawn chairs and goof off and the chairs would fall over. And I, I mean, we were that age. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I mean, seriously, I would we, we would sit in the the back window. You climb above the seats yes, in the space yes. between the window and, and faces the, at the car behind you. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, 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 it's we're lucky to be alive. We are. We are lucky to be alive, especially after those days. I mean, we would sit in the front seat. There would be three of us in the front seat. Yeah. You know, when we were small, there'd be three of us, and nobody was wearing seatbelts. <laughs> there were no airbags. God, how did any of us survive those days? I don't think cars also went 70 yeah, to 80 miles an hour. And those cars were ginormously huge metal pieces. Yeah, that's like, true. Except for the I VW. Don't know. So I learned in a VW. I learned in a bug. I learned in the first bug, and then we had a super beetle, which was like so cool because it was like three inches longer. <laughs> wow! It had a it had, it had heat. The super beetles are when they invented heat uh, for the VWs because they didn't have heat back then. It was cold. I remember driving down the road. The other thing that would happen with the bugs is is the windshield wipers would motor was terrible and would just stop. I remember driving down the road in the pouring down rain with my hand out the window because you could reach the windshield wipers, make them go by hand. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You're lucky to be alive for sure. I, I mean, I rode ponies too. at a gallop with no helmet. And you you were like <laughs> hanging on to the front end of your mama's station wagon. The uh, the other thing with that VW, I spun it. I spun out in the highway one day. I hit a bridge that was icy in Pennsylvania and did about 10 loops. Uh, didn't hit anything, missed the car that was right beside me, and just ended up going the same direction and driving off. And my dad spun his, too, once. They're, they're very terrible in, in I don't know what they are like now, but they were terrible in snow and ice. They were just terrible. Because <laughs> the engine was in the back. It was light in the front. <laughs> Why we all drove them, I don't know. I think they've improved. You actually have heat now, right? Like an air conditioning and stuff. I have heat and air conditioning wow. and um, a heated seat. No heated steering wheel, though, which is kind of annoying. <laughs> it probably costs you $10 to fill that thing up, too. It's amazing. And right now, diesel's like $1.79. I think I spent 12 Oh, my God. Can I tell you what I did the other day? Yeah, tell me. This is so stupid. Uh, I am you didn't put gas in, in it, did you? No, I did oh. that on my truck a long time ago. Learned that one. No, this is this is a forty-year-old woman who has been driving her whole, you know, since she was sixteen years old, and I did something for the first time in a car, the oh, very first time ever. You hit another car. You. 
back. No, okay. Something. So I went to the gas station and Lucas no. was in the car and he didn't want to get out. And I have the, the key so I can just lock him in the car. And it was a cold day, you know, so I locked him in the car, cracked the windows like a puppy, you know, locked him <laughs> in the car, went into the gas station. And I was, while I was grabbing our drinks, I came out, I started to walk outside and there was like a homeless guy who was trying to come into the gas station. They're like, you have to have a shirt and shoes on. Cause he was like, I'm no mostly shirt, naked, no shoes, super drunk, you know, really People are complaining about having to wear masks. This guy was, was totally taken it the other way. Yeah. No. <laughs> sh- and they were like wrestling him out. And I have like standing by the door with myself, like, uh, and I kind of like wiggle out and start walking to the car. Well, he starts following me, oh, but no. I don't think he's following me. He just happened to be walking the same direction that I was walking and I get to the car and Lucas is in the car and this guy's like right behind me. So I basically hood slide a car across that car, like Bo Duke hop in, start the car up and take off because I'm like this. Something's I just, you're my, like spidey senses, you know, got up. Uh, and I, so I drove off and I get about halfway around the gas pumps. And I realize I never took the pump out of the, the, the <gasps> car. <laughs> With the gas pump. What happens when that happens? Okay. This is a very brand new fancy gas station. I drove back around like, oh my God, what did I do? And literally it was laying on the ground. Like nothing happened. It didn't pull it out of the machine? It didn't pull it out of the machine. Because I know there's a shutoff when that happens. Yeah. And they have breakaway things too. I'm sure it was already like not fueling up, you know, because I had already, I'd been in the the store and I get like, you know, 30 Oh, you mean you hadn't ever stopped it from? (laughs) No, I put it in and I went in the store and I came back out and I drove away. Which you're not supposed to do in the first place, by the way. Yeah, it's diesel. I don't care. It's not super flammable. So yeah, it, check that out. That that is the first time. And and so I drove back around, and the homeless guy was not there. And so I got out of the car and I picked up the pump, and I looked at it, and I was like, "All right." I just put it back in, drove away. He's like, <laughs> Chad's like somewhere that's on video, and I was yes. like, "Well, then if they call me out, I'll be like, you know what? You should talk to the drunk homeless man that was shirtless, wear, wearing short shorts, that was following me out to my car. That's on video too." So good times. I've never done that. I've, everybody's always almost done it. We've I all, know. almost done it. I couldn't believe uh, it. I do look I mean, back every time now to make sure because I'm so absent minded, I would do that. I will be doing that from now on. And like I, I've already learned that when you have a diesel, you are not allowed to be on your phone while you're fueling up because that's how I put gas in my diesel truck one time because <laughs> I was on the phone. I was like, yeah, da, 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 and then I'm talking away. So now I have to put the phone down, hang up or whatever, go over, put the fuel in. Now I'm going to have to be like, I'm just going to wait by the car until it's done refueling. I, I can't believe I did that. But again, nothing bad happened. It was one of those ones, too, that had a breakaway because I think they, all the new ones yeah, have I to think have a breakaway. Yeah. yeah. They get tired of people away. blowing up gas stations. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, uh, officially, I have done it. You're it. <laughs> I've never done that one. I can honestly say that one I've not done. I've left the cap open about a thousand times. And in the old days, when you, the cap came off, I lost many of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You find them in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> I did lose many of those. That's for sure. All right. Why don't we uh, go on vacation? Okay. Hey. Love you guys. Mean thanks it. Thanks for a good week there, buddy. You too. We'll see you. All right. Good times. All right. Bye. Have fun.